Welcome to the Road to Fueling Better podcast, hosted by registered dietitians Laura Kilkline and Gina Santanello. We created this podcast to debunk diet culture myths, share evidence-based nutrition strategies, and empower you to live your fullest life without restriction. We want to help you make informed nutrition decisions that fit your goals, whether it's optimizing your performance and recovery in the gym or simply learning how to live a healthier lifestyle. We believe that the key to health and fitness success is to build a solid foundation of sustainable habits that support your goals. This not only includes behavior change, but more importantly, mindset change. Together, we've helped hundreds of clients end the yo-yo dieting cycle, improve their relationship with food, hit endless PRs in the gym, and acquire the skills to optimally fuel their bodies, all while enjoying their favorite foods. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to learn more, make sure to follow us on Instagram at G underscore the sports RD and at balanced.fueling. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Road to Fueling Better podcast. Happy New Year. We hope everyone had a nice holiday and are feeling good going into 2023. We thought this was the perfect time to talk a little bit about common New Year's resolutions um, and make an episode to help you with your goals for 2023, um, but making sure that you're going about these goals with healthy intentions. So interestingly enough, we looked up the number one New Year's resolution and found that it was to exercise more. Um, And while we fully support this as a goal, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about, you know, intentions behind this goal and talk about ways that, you know, you can have this goal with a healthy mindset that's going to support long-term success. Exactly. And basically discuss or highlight reasons to work out or start exercising or um, just ways to set goals around exercise that go a little bit deeper and go beyond the scale. We're going to get into it. And we think this episode, a lot of people are going to relate to, especially this time of year. Yeah, we're really excited about this, this episode. It's something that we're both definitely very passionate about. And we're going to share that passion with you guys. So most people, the reason, you know, New Year's comes, comes around and it's usually, I want to lose weight. I want to you know, it's a new year, new me, this diet this year, it's going to work. Um, and that's usually the, the reason that, you know, behind the goal of exercising that people set each year, um, to lose weight, which is fine. We're not anti, you know, we're not, not about that, but what's not fine is having weight be the only motivator behind this goal. Exactly. That's, that is not going to last, which is why it is the most common New Year's resolution and why people feel the need to keep restarting it every single year, year after year. Yeah, and I think when we looked up the most common resolutions, it was exercise, eat better, and then lose weight. Yep. So those three things often getting all wrapped up into each other. And again, those goals are fine to have, but where we see people slip up is that they don't go about these goals in the healthiest way, you know, and, or and that's why it's not su- successful. Exactly. Yeah. 
So if your goal for 2023 is to exercise more, we want to help you find uh, maintainable and you know sustainable ways to navigate through it this year. So it doesn't need to be your resolution next year to exactly. start, right? It can be to continue, but we want to help you break the cycle of restarting it each year. <laughs> oh, bless you, bless Blue. you, Blue. <laughs> um, so let's start with just talking about the most common intentions that are actually sabotaging your exercise goals and talk about ways to reframe them into healthier intentions that actually support these goals for the long term and for the long run. Yeah, and so we noticed that, you know, the the resolution to exercise more, that's great, but when people do this, they're often going about it through, uh, or I guess with intentions that are not necessarily serving them in the best way. So some of the top examples that we've seen in, um, clients and even you just hear just like with Friends, people family, talking about their goals everything. and all yeah. of that um, is that the the main things driving their reason for working out um, is weight loss or really just like it's all about the scale like having know? that end goal weight like getting that to the goal, goal weight and um, if you don't hear blue he's growling because <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't like it either. he doesn't like the scale <laughs> actually side note Jasper uh, my dog when I bring him to the vet, he is like terrified of the scale oh. there for whatever reason. He's like, reason. the scale does not define me. He just knows it's not a good vibe. Oh, um, speaks so yeah, language. people, um, you know, exercising with the sole intention of getting to a goal weight or seeing the scale go down. Um, another one being the mindset of needing to earn or burn off your food. That's a big one after the holidays too. Yeah, like after big time. the holiday season, it's like, we got to hit it hard. We just ate so much these past two weeks, we have to burn it all off. Yeah. Um, so we definitely want to get a little bit more into that mindset and mentality. Um, and then that kind of leads to our third uh, one here. It's just kind of like the cycle of hating your body, feeling the need to punish yourself, and, um, you know, working out out of out of punishment. Um, yeah. So I know, yeah, it's Blue very upsetting. Like um, so... We're going to kind of go through these three top intentions here and kind of talk about ways to reframe into healthier, healthier mindsets that you'll, that will help you sustain this goal and not just throw in the towel come, you know, end of January and you're like, I'm done with the gym. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'll start again in 2024. Um, and also kind of talk about, you know, what goes along with this too is I think a lot of people you know, define a good workout as like they use a lot of people use factors that that don't really define a good workout. Yeah. Um, and you know, including like how many people are obsessed with like the calorie burn? Like, what did how many calories did I burn on my yeah. fitness watch? I probably had that conversation, you know, just in these past twelve days of of January, like at least five times with five different people of. There's a margin of error with that. Like, I think it's 23 to 93%. Like, 93%. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's that is wildly inaccurate. Wild. Um, whereas, like, the heart rate feature, there's a margin of error of, like, two, I think it was, like, 2 to 5 for 2 to 7%, which is, like, acceptable. Um, but, yeah, we find that, you know, again, obsessing over the scale or needing to earn, burn off food, hating your body, 
it leads to thinking that, oh, I have to burn X number of calories on my my watch. watch. Or, you know, just thinking about exercise or measuring a successful workout, not really with with the best indicators. Or even just like focusing on calorie burn as your main indicator of a good workout. Yeah. Even if it was 100% accurate, that would still that's still a problematic marker of a good workout if you're just focusing on how many calories you burned. Yeah. Because with that, it's it's really not about the workout if right. you're only focused on okay, I have to burn this many calories. Like um, that's not fun. That it takes, takes you away fun from out the of fun. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, so some other ones that people get wrapped up in and, um, again, we're going to give you guys examples of, you know, what not to focus on, which we're going through right now. And then we're going to give you ways to, to reframe this. So calorie burn on your watch, big one, um, heart rate, you know, kind of ties into that. Um, but feeling like, um, you know, even like how much you sweat or how intense the workout feels, doesn't necessarily make for a better workout. No. No. Um, yeah, and like going to heart rate, that's it. That, you know, the higher heart rate you have for a longer period of time is going to show a higher calorie burn. Um, right. But, you know, you don't need to... I see all the time, like, people are like, oh, I got to keep my heart rate up in between sets. I got... Like, that's not always the point of a workout. And that doesn't determine a good workout, keeping your heart rate high for the whole workout. Um, exactly. So I know, Blue. I know. Blue's I know. very angry about this. He's getting He's fired listening. up. Yep. Um. So, yeah, and I think uh, our next episode is actually going to be, you know, like the difference between a cardio and a strength focused workout, and kind of talk a little bit more about the heart rate factor there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like other factors are, you know, like how sore <laughs> you are after a workout. Um. That you know, hit cardio is superior to everything. Um, these are all factors that they just don't determine a good workout. Yeah. But they kind of come along with the intentions of, you know, that we listen. Rooted in that negativity, essentially. And, um, you know, you could have, uh, the point we're making is like, you can have a great workout and not check any of those boxes. Like maybe you didn't sweat that much. Maybe your heart rate didn't get all that high or you weren't that sore, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a great workout. Um, and so, um, as we discuss reframing these intentions around working out, we hope to provide all of you with insight on what makes a successful workout and really a healthy relationship with exercise as well. Yeah. So let's, let's get into it. Let's, um, let's start with our first point. The most common one here, uh, people focusing mostly on weight loss or a scale weight or having that goal weight as your intention. This is a big one. It's, it's I want to get down to X pounds. That's a very common goal, right? Like most people have a goal weight for some reason. Yeah. And um, again, we'll get into why, you know, it's it's not your fault for wanting to have a goal weight or anything. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we really need to go beyond that. Um, because when we talk about weight loss goals or having a goal weight, what most people are after is not just that number. It's really about body composition change. Right. And, um, again, our society just tends to put so much value in weight and what the scale or, or BMI says. 
um, when really it just doesn't tell us enough information. Right. And it really, I think a lot of people don't really know that it's body composition change that they're after rather than a scale weight. Right. So like, what do we mean by changing your body composition? Um, this, this means, you know, your body fat percentage versus muscle mass. And that's, that's what people want when they want to change how they look. They want to change that ratio, their body fat to um, muscle mass ratio here, right? Exactly. With, you know, most people wanting to, you know, increase or at least maintain muscle mass and majority of people wanting to lose body fat. There right. are some exceptions, of course, but that's that's the pretty typical um you know frame of mind with goals again especially with the new year but the problem is when we focus just on the scale it does not take this body composition into account so that ratio of body fat to muscle mass right because weight loss and this is something i explain to my clients all the time weight loss and fat loss are two completely different things so when people want to quote lose weight when that's the goal what you what most people are really after is losing body fat, not yes. losing total weight, right? Like your total weight takes a lot of factors into account. This is going to take your muscle mass, your body fat, your, you know, digestion, um, how much you've eaten that day. Uh, if you've gone to the bathroom, your water intake, yep. inflammation in your body, like all of so these many things total out to your total weight, right? So... When body fat, like, that's one factor. That's one factor of that's what people want to lose, right? Um, so, I, you know, I always kind of think, like, if the scale went down three pounds, you're going to be, most people are going to be pumped. Most people are like, I'm down three pounds. But would you feel as happy if you knew that all of those three pounds were muscle? None of it was body fat. It was all three pounds of muscle. Like, would you still be as amped looking at the scale knowing that body fat didn't change. You still have the exact amount of body fat. You just lost three pounds of muscle. Yeah. And if if your answer is, yeah, I would I would be pumped, then that is definitely a red flag. Yeah. And we encourage you to seek out a dietitian for help because at that point, you're focusing way too much on a numerical the meaning value. of that number rather than your actual health and well-being. Um, and so like Gina said, if you see, you know, a three pound difference, uh, whether it's up or down, you don't know where that weight is coming from. You know, whether it's, it's muscle, uh, or just a fluid fluctuation, if you're only using the scale. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, like uh, another example that I, I like to use when it kind of comes to this is, Say that you have somebody with the same height, the same weight. So on paper, they're the same. Like the scale and the B, their BMI is identical, but they have different body composition. So, you know, like person A is five foot, five inches, 150 pounds, BMI of 25, and they have 25% body fat. Person B, same thing, five foot, five inches, 150 pounds, BMI is 25, but they have 18% body fat. So looking at the scale, looking at the BMI, looking at these numbers, they're the exact same. But if you're looking at 
their physique, they're drastically different. I mean, a 25% body fat compared to an 18% body fat, drastically different. Person B with 18% body fat is going to be significantly leaner than person A with 25% body fat, but the scale and their BMI, that does not show that, right? So you could either look at that as two different people, or you could look at that as one person across time. You're 5'5", you're 150, BMI uh, 125, you move from 25 to 18% body fat. The scale tells you you made zero progress, none. But body comp wise, physique wise, you've made drastic progress. Like you're going to look like a completely different person. And those two people, whether it's it's two different people or the same person at two different time points, like you said, you know, if you're just going off of looks or a picture, you're going to think, oh, you know, the person with the lower body fat percentage based on how they look, oh, they must weigh less because they look leaner. Right. But again, that's not necessarily the case because, um, you know, of that, that difference in body composition. Um, so... Just speaking to how um, the scale and also BMI is is really, you know, not telling you enough information. And also that person with the lower body fat percentage, their BMI, uh, or both the people, but, you know, their BMI is 25, and, which is technically overweight. overweight. Yeah. But we know there's so many problems with BMI and that, you know, this this person could feel amazing right I mean, 18% and strong body fat, and you're that's, not that's that's pretty fit if, pretty if it's a female anyway and um like 18 percent body fat that's not overweight no. you know um so again that body composition marker is telling you much more information it's much more valuable and i think we just we need to focus on um on that among other things that we're going to get into rather than putting so much value and meaning into that number on the scale. Exactly. And there's different ways to measure body comp. So there's, um, you know, different machines or different methods that, uh, you know, you can do. But we, we would encourage you to find an RD that can help you with that. It's a lot to get into. Um, yeah, really a whole other episode whole of other, yeah. ways to measure progress and all of that. But something in the meantime you could do is just take photos. Like photos show, photos over time show progress that you don't see on a day-to-day basis yeah so you can see like major body comp changes in photos that the scale isn't going to show and you know just by looking at the scale you may throw in the towel being like oh, i'm not making any progress but yeah. then you look at these pictures and you're like damn things are happening yeah yeah and it kind of helps like keep you going so yeah that's that's the probably the biggest one don't just focus on the scale you know take other things into account because a lot of progress can be made that the scale's not showing. Exactly. And we're going to get into it a little bit later in the episode um, as well of, you know, other things that you can focus on in addition to the body composition goals. Because, again, we're we're fine with having those body composition goals, but to make it a strong goal that you're successful with, you're going to want to have other motivators attached to that. Deeper intentions behind it. Exactly. Um, so the, the next one that we want to talk about is the feeling the need to earn or burn off food. Um, again, this is something I hear like every day, whether it's on TV, 
in person at the store at the gym like people always just everywhere need to like justify you know a time that they overindulged whether it's you know i'm going out tonight i definitely need to work out because we're gonna go out for dinner or whatever or i ate so much last night i need to go to the gym today need to burn it it off. off yeah um so again not your fault for getting caught up in this because we you know every time a holiday comes around you see some little uh somebody makes a little guide on how many burpees you need to do to burn off oh i can't stand those yeah like it's the worst we don't need that's not how things work no no and there is just no reason that you need to earn your food no you know like like we're you earn human. it by living. Like we need hum- We need food yeah. to survive. That's it. That would be like earning the right to like use the bathroom or breathe or oxygen. Water. You know, like you're <laughs> a human. We need food to survive. And even if you do not work out or un- are unable to work out, you still need food to survive. Um, so we really want to get away from this mentality around. Um, how you think about a workout um, and it's just not motivating either no it's again it's like a very negative connotation that is feeding this negative cycle with food and exercise um because like what fun are you having when you're just like looking at the cat like you're five like, more I burpees until had... the candy bars yeah. burned off it's like that's that's just all of it it just sounds awful it does because, sound awful yeah the, the workout's not fun and then when you're eating a food you're just like thinking, thinking about that like it's do. such a negative spiral and slippery slope so we really want to get away from that and like also the fact that exercise and you know not to get into metabolism because that's like a very deep concept but you know the factors that make up your metabolism meaning the the, the calories that you burn throughout the day exercise is only like 10 percent of yeah. total daily energy expenditure like yes very small that is percentage. correct you heard that correctly Formal exercise makes up only about 10% of calories burned throughout the day. Throughout the day. So, um, and and yes, we do have a, a metabolism episode planned where we want to break this down. But um, again, it's just really, it's very it goes small. to show that like that mindset around exercise is, it's not helpful and it's, it's like incorrect. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah. So we really encourage you to kind of reframe that mindset um, from like, I need to burn it off as like, use it as fuel. Like this is something I use with my clients all the time. Like after, you know, they've eaten more than they usually do. It's like, okay, you you ate more than you usually do. Now you're going to the gym, like go crush a PR. Yeah. Like go use that extra, those extra calories as fuel to kill a workout yeah like your glycogen stores maybe are like loaded up you yeah. know like and you're more energized because calories again are a unit of energy yep um and so you know just again utilize that like harness it in a positive way and and, and gonna... reflect on like oh yeah that workout was great like right i had fuel in the tank like and it's just a way more positive experience that way. And like you're now you're kind of like turning that negative relationship and that that negative cycle into a positive one when, you know, like you eat more than you usually do, you go to the gym to burn it off and you're miserable versus you eat more than you usually do, you go to the gym, you crush a PR and now you leave the gym on like a high. Like yeah. you're like I am on top of the world because we know 
like hitting a PR, like you're just on a high for the rest of the day. Yeah. So now you're kind of like viewing like, okay, I ate more as a positive experience rather than a negative experience. And you're kind of breaking that cycle. Yeah. You know? And like if you're working out with that intention to burn something off or like punishing yourself, it's not going to be fun. And like your motivation to go back to the gym is is not going to be the same. Versus when you like PR, have a great workout, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back like and and see what I can do next time. So it's actually you know, making you more successful at maintaining the habit that you're after. Exactly. Um, Which, you know, like speaking of that cycle, like kind of breaking that negative cycle um, of, you know, burning to, to work out more and being miserable, like you're changing that into a positive cycle, which brings us to our, the last point that we had here about working out or exercising as a form of punishment and hating your body. Um, you know, like, that's the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Right? It makes me so sad knowing how many people are out there exercising for that reason. And, like, you know, with that, just how people talk to themselves while they're exercising. And, you know, if if you're exercising for, you know, punishment or because you hate your body, your self-talk is really going to reflect that. And, again it's not it's it's going to be miserable it's not going to be a good experience no and you're not going to want to go back and then you know like everybody thinks that it's motivation that drives you like you're not going to be motivated every day for the rest of your life no so what are you going to do on these days where motivation is non-existent and you already hate going to the gym you're not going to go yeah and that's how then people fall off and restart each year each yeah Instead, it's like you find joy in working out. You find exercise that you really enjoy and, you know, you're breaking this negative cycle. Like, you're going to go back. Whether you're motivated or not, you want to go back. Exactly. So it's just important for, like, again, enjoying the process and having a healthy relationship with exercise and being successful, the, the goals that you set, to have this more positive mindset and think about... Think about exercise instead of, you know, a way of celebrating what your body can do or a way of being grateful for what your body, you know, does to support you on a daily basis. Um, and and really, like, being on the same team as your body. That's a huge one. You don't, you're not against your body. You know, hating and punishing yourself, like, that's being against your body. And it's just not going to get you to your goal. Like exactly. you can't hate yourself into loving into, yourself. Yeah, it, it just does not work that way. So we want to, again, choose motivators that are rooted more in uh, self-respect and, you know, more of these positive um, intentions. And um, again, just the point we want to make is, you know, there's people that are physically or mentally like they, they cannot exercise or they can't do certain exercises and would love to like you know yeah and would love to have the opportunity to do whatever workout you know that you're doing and, and you're trying to motivate yourself to do so that's something that can put things into perspective or again like for anyone who's ever dealt with an injury you know, when you're limited like that, you're oh, like, oh man, like I can't do anything. Yeah. Now. Like, you know, I just, I would love to go to the gym or, or go for a walk or whatever. 
Um, and so thinking about things in, in that way, um, it just, it, it creates so much like gratitude for, um, again, what your body is capable of. And it's really going to be the, like the key to success in the future, like to long-term success, you know, I mean, it, it all comes down to the goals and intentions that you have behind, behind, behind yeah, this. like your why and yeah. having, that why be a very strong why and a positive one rather than a negative one so and something that we kind of came up with here with like kind of creating your goals and intentions um is kind of do you have an evolving goal or do you have an endpoint goal right so what what's the difference here so the example that we used earlier weight like that's an endpoint goal like you reach your goal weight and like now what like do you stop going to the gym because you're not motivated because you reached the goal goal and you're there and like great and because like like there's nowhere you can go from here right unless i mean you could take a turn for the worse and it could spiral into okay i need to lose more now and more and more and now you're in this dangerous disordered eating slippery slope and that is very difficult to come out from yeah so that it's just not like a motivating end goal, right? Like, because once you reach that goal, and if that was your sole motivator to go to the gym or to exercise in whatever way, then what? Like, then the motivation is gone because you got there, and then if you don't show up, then it's not going to last. It's it, the results that you're seeing is not going to be sustainable. And especially if you got there through self hate, you got there through going to the gym and doing stuff that you hated. Like, so now you reach your goal, you're, you're not going to want to continue doing it because you're miserable and you're like, but it's fine. I just reached my goal, but it's, it's not going to last. Now, yeah. Right. And you're going to be back in that same spot, January 1 of 24. of 24. And usually, you know, almost in a worse, you know, place, whether it's you gained all the weight back and more or your relationship with food is now in the toilet or you lost muscle mass because you weren't focused on the body composition stuff. So, again, it's a slippery slope. We see it all the time. And this is what we help our clients with. So, take our word for it. We've, uh, you know, seen, we, we do know what we're talking about here. Yes. Um, and we really want to help, uh, again, set all of you up for success um, in 2023. So, that's, that's like, that's the example of the endpoint goal. So... We we discourage against setting that kind of goal, and we really encourage um, going setting beyond that, an evo- like an evolving goal. And what do we mean by that? So something that can like continue to progress, like it never stops, right? Yeah. So what does that what does that really look like? That can look like a lot of things, right? So I mean, I know like I love hitting PRs. Like I want to get stronger in the gym. Like that fuel like fires me up yeah like I you know like I hit a PR and I'm like all right I want the next I want the next one now yeah I want to keep going I want to keep getting heavier like see what I can do like that's an ongoing goal like that's never gonna end yeah right? you just keep trying like, you, you can always for... get stronger yep in in you know whatever kind of exercise you're doing um so yeah it's it's ongoing and you know these types of motivators are much more positive and rooted in like self-respect of like you know it's it's empowering it's positive it's all of those things of like 
Like, I oh, can do it. I can do this hard lift or this hard workout. Let me see if I can get better at it or lift more weight or whatever. Uh, it's just, it's so much more motivating, so much more enjoyable. Um, and, and again, it's going to, that's going to lead to lasting habits that right. are, you know, again, you're able to sustain. Um, so but yeah. You just hit a PR this week. I a did. A huge one. Yeah, squat PR. Oh, it felt great. You hit 225. That's like 225. It felt, it was like, I, you know, and like, I actually was re-watching the video and like, I'm immediately like beaming, like just yeah. smiling. And I'm like, oh, like that feeling is, you know, I was riding that high all, for the rest of the day. Right. I, I'm still riding the high. Um, and it's just like, oh, if, if people knew that this feeling like is possible when you reframe and when you focus on again these these positive motivators um it's it's something that everyone can feel if you know if you give yourself like i want everybody to feel that i know that feeling is just so like you just feel unstoppable like even you know like when i ran like my marathon like that is that's it's not a goal of getting stronger but that's you know a different a different kind of strength kind of you know but endurance I was like, this, like you're on a high. And then I'm like, I want to do a half Ironman next. Like, that's yeah. what we mean by ongoing. Like, you can continue to build on them. So you don't need to, like, lift weights and try to lift 225. If that's not your thing, that's fine. But yeah. pick a goal that, you know, you can, like, build on. Like, when I was done with my half marathon, I was like, I want a full. Or I want a half Ironman. Well, then I stopped there because I was like, I'm not doing a full Ironman. But. <laughs> because you realized that that's not. Your why wasn't strong for that, right? And it wasn't rooted in In, self-respect in that moment or time. And you, you know, you you pivoted, right? And that versus saying like, no, I have to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And then feeling miserable, you know, during that process. And that kind of like, you know, another personal experience I had with that was after my half Ironman, I said, okay, I want to run an ultra marathon. Um, which I, so I signed up for a 50 K, which is like 31 miles, I believe. And I started the training and this was right when my fiance had deployed. So like, I was just like alone all the time and I was trying to get into training and I like was not enjoying it. Like I was hating Mm. it. I was like, the last thing I want to do is go run three hours alone when I'm alone, you know, like all the time now that he's gone and sad and thinking about it. So I talked with one of my friends and he was like, just don't do it. It's not bringing you joy. So stop. Like the process was was different that time, right? Of like your enjoyment of it and how you felt during and after those workouts compared to like the races you were doing before. Before. And you recognize that and And said, Hey, let me, let me rethink this, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to instead focus on lifts in the gym where I'm with people, I'm with my friends. And, and that's now like, that's kind of what fired me up even more. So it's, you know, like recognizing what really like fires you up. Like you want to get fired up. Yeah. Right. So it could be getting, getting stronger, getting faster, um, you know, setting a, a race goal, a 5k or a 10k. It also could just simply be like, I want to get more flexible. I want to improve my mobility. Um, I've been, I've been doing yoga and some of those poses, oh, they're hard talk about right? flexibility. I mean, I can do the basic stuff, but not some of these advanced movements. So like, you know, that might be something that fires you up is like doing something really cool like that. Um, and 
I mean, you see people in these classes, you know, and races and in the gym, people of all ages, people of all body types are doing these impressive movements, right? Um, Or lifts or races. So, um, you know, it like, don't feel like where you're at, like, it shouldn't hold you back from your ability to set these kind of goals. Exactly. Um, you know, and like how many times, like I'm such a big advocate on the gym as like a mental health, from a mental health standpoint. Oh, big time. Like you never leave the gym or like never leave a workout, whatever it is. Feeling worse. Feeling worse. Like how many times I've been like, I don't feel like working out. I'm not into it. And I go and I leave and I'm uh, like on this high. Like endorphins are pumping. Moves better. I'm feeling so much better. So, I mean, that too, like if it has nothing to do with, you know, like a physical goal, like just mental health, mental health, it's huge. I mean, that like mental health, I, I mean, it to me, like that's like number one, like that's like if, if, if you your mental good, health isn't there, it's really hard to focus on your physical health. Yeah. Um, and I think most people that have a consistent exercise routine, they maybe started out with a physical goal of getting stronger or body comp changes, whatever, but it's actually the mental health benefits and the stress relief. And sure, maybe some of it is the physical stuff, but I think the big driver of wanting to maintain and continue going to the gym is the mental benefit. Oh, definitely. Like, and knowing that you're not like the mental health and stress level. Like I know if I don't work out, that my mental health is going to suffer and I do not want that. Exactly. So that makes you carry these habits throughout life, right? Like whether you're on vacation or during a holiday, like you do this not because you're chasing a physical outcome. You're doing it so you feel good. So you're mentally yeah. like feeling feeling good and it's an, it's more of like an internal intention. Yeah. You know, rather exactly. than an external and so, you know, like whether it's that, whether it's your way to relieve stress or simply, you know, trying to improve your your health, like manage your blood pressure or control your cholesterol levels or, you know, like manage other health issues. If you got diagnosed with diabetes, like something like that, like. Yeah, improve blood sugar or, um, you know, prevent osteoporosis, improve your bone or joint health. Just, or simply just like longevity. Yeah. Right? I mean, like exercise is huge. Absolutely. In, in longevity. Like, you, I, that's like a whole nother topic, though, that we can, we yeah. can get into. Yeah. Should, healthy but it's aging. Just, you know, like, it, it's just important to maintain, to maintain that, to be able to, like, keep your independence as you get older. And so you may as well just find a way that an exercise routine that you like because it's never going to end. Yeah. Right? Like, you, it's just never going to end. And, uh, again, these things are going to set you up for, whoops, for quality of life. And, um, you know, one thing I think we skipped over was just, like, doing some, trying something new. Like, learning a new skill. Um, which I saw you, <laughs> little gymnast over here, doing backflips or something. I know. I just discovered, I just took up gymnastics. Yeah. Like, I, yesterday was my last, was my second class. I'm going with one of my one of my friends. Um, I convinced her to start it with me because I'm yep. like, I don't want to do it by, by myself. And like, 
like I'm starting gymnastics at 31 years old. Yeah, just just like, for fun, right? Just for like fun. just oh yeah, because you can. And yeah. I'm like, I, it's been like a goal. I've always been like, oh, I want to do a back handspring, but I've been terrified of it. And like yesterday, I got the closest that I've ever gotten to a to a like. Um, I did a back handspring, but it was like the progression down, so it was like okay. on a mat. Yeah. But like that's the that's most I've you, ever done. Yeah. Like I was pumped. I yeah. Was amped. I was like, yo, I got this. Look I'm going to get a back handspring next week. Like, yeah. I want to just keep getting better. Yeah. So it's see, you're fired up. Fired up. You tried something new. me up right now. You're having fun with it. You're learning something new. Um, and like, I think, again, kind of tying back to like, oh, but like, it has to be a workout where I'm sweating. It's like, no, no. it doesn't. Like, because you had fun with that and now you want to go back. Exactly. And it's, you know. Like, I'm excited to go back. Um, I'm not dreading it. Exactly. And I like other examples I've heard some people trying out like um, I've had some clients do like belly dancing or like like a dance class. Um, But like if you are learning a new skill and having fun with it. That's and what like, it's all about. Doing You're going to go that back. You didn't think you could do. Like, yeah. that's what I feel like is so empowering. Like, and that comes from, you know, like running a long distance or hitting a PR, doing a back handspring or learning how to belly dance. Like, it's something that you wanted to do, but yeah. you never thought you could. And then you do it and you're like, damn, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. You're fired what else up. What can I do? Your confidence goes up. And again, you, you end up getting a lot of the outcomes that you know you really are after um when you have these these healthy positive motivators yeah and i i think that like these things that we just talked about like getting stronger you know building muscle and getting faster improving your cardiovascular and mobility and flexibility all of these things speak way more to your general health than a number on the scale boom you these just matter way more. Like these are the factors that matter more than the calorie burn on your watch or how sore you are or how much you sweat. Like these are things that you should be, that should dictate a a good successful workout. Yeah. They're a hundred times more important. If not more. Yeah. Rewarding. Like you never leave the gym and you're like, yes, I burn X calories. I'm pumped. No, 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 you do not. That's just not like, that doesn't fire. That doesn't. That doesn't does that fire people up. No, I don't even look at it. No, me neither. Yeah. Like it's I'm like, like I just crushed a PR. Like, how did it feel? Did you enjoy it? Is your mood better? You know, do you feel yourself progressing in strength, flexibility, whatever it is? And That's these, what it's all about. These things are gonna be what boosts your mood, not a number on a watch, how much you yeah. sweat, how sore you are. That's not gonna boost your mood. So. We really just encourage you to focus on, you know, reframing your mindset into this way of kind of thinking and body composition changes will come, right? Yeah. Like if you do these reframes, you're going to be more keep successful. You mo- like motivated to be consistent, right? If you're yeah. not consistent, then you're not going to notice change. So, whereas if you're focusing on weight and weight only, these factors that bring such joy and fire into your life may never come. Yeah. And then you're, you're again, you're not going to be motivated to continue because you're focused on the wrong things and you're going to be restarting every single year. And that's the cycle that we hope to break. To and we really break. hope yeah. that this resonates with you and that all of you can make 2023 different 
by practicing these reframes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we kind of covered everything. We nailed it. We nailed it. So now you guys have to put it into practice. Yes. Let us know if you have questions. We hope this resonated with you and we hope everyone has a kick-ass year in 2023 yeah let us know your uh we love hearing success stories prs we're all about it all that and we will help celebrate you it can be hard to celebrate yourself but we love to celebrate you we'll hype you up we're here all right till next time (laughs) Woo.